Welcome to the show. It's time to go with Sizzle Ryan Bow. Welcome to the show. It's time to go. What's up? It's me, Sizz, hanging out with my two co-hosts, Ryan and Bo. What's up, boys? Yeah, yeah. Can we keep the part in when like you're struggling to get your song? Oh, it's already in there, dude. Because I I, I dropped the pick <laughs> as soon as I pressed record, and that's why I was struggling. Okay, just making sure. Just making you sure. Drop the guitar in the pick. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Speaking of dropping stuff, we are gonna drop a new episode with the one oh. and only guest that we have today, Miss Elise. Hello, Elise. Artist legend. Hello. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> it's just Elise. Hi. Just Elise. How are it's you? I'm alright, thank you. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We're, we haven't really good. we haven't even had supper yet because we're not across the pond. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So well, I think it's a bit bigger than a pond, but yeah, I get what you mean. Well, I mean, there's fish in there. Not all ponds have fish, do they? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Do no. Okay. Yeah. No. no. Some are decorative. Oh, true. You right. You right. Yeah. Use some common sense, Ryan. Gee. Okay. He's a Cowboys fan. He can't. Oh, <laughs> Elise, uh, you're you you're around our age. So, like, are you still in? I think you guys call it uni, or are you out? Uh, I'm still in university. I started it a bit late, but I just recently started my third year on my course. So nice. Out of Pretty... out of four. Uh, it's. Up to out of five, if I do all five, I can get a PhD in the arts, which I kind of want to do just to be like, you know, in those films, it's like, is there a doctor nearby? My son's dying. And I can just be like, yeah, I have a PhD. Like, what up with it? (laughs) Wait a minute. So you over there, it only takes five years for a PhD here. It takes eight years. I think maybe depends on the phd that you do i mean i think maybe your like grading system is a bit different because yeah we're done takes us longer yeah Yeah. (laughs) so uh it goes from 4 to 11 you do primary school then from 11 to 16 you do uh your secondary school which is where you do your gcse's and then after that, you pick either like a subject or a few subjects that you like and you take to college, which is 16 to 18, which is where you get your A-levels and then you take the A-levels onto university. So I suppose if you counted like your A-levels together with doing five years of PhD, that'd be about seven years. So it's not too different if you okay. take it like that, I guess. Yeah. So you guys do school by age numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, I guess I guess technically we do that too, but it, we just do things called grades, like grade one, yeah. grade two, grade three. Well, I mean, we call them years. Like, you know, okay. your first year at school is just year one. And as you continue, so I think it goes all the way up until, like, college. You kind of call it years. Right. Uh, oh, okay. But, like, at university, you kind of restart it, so you're either first year, second year, or third year, so... Nice. Right. Yeah. Well, we're going to start this off with the main question that we ask everybody. How did you find the D4 fam, Deluxe 4, and the crew? Oh, well, it's it's been 
uh, about eight years now, actually. Um, so back in 2013, a lovely little game called GTA V came out, and I was 15, and I was like, oh, I really need this game. I got it. Absolutely loved it. Still, still do. Oh, easy. And, um, online play came out, and I had issues getting onto servers. I think partly because there were so many people joining, but then when I did get onto servers, I had obviously like a female character in my name, mm. and people kept kicking me out. So it's like I'm not enjoying this experience. Oh, I want to, yeah, <laughs> I want to be able to do stuff. So I went on YouTube and I just kind of put in GTA 5 and it autofilled to like funniest moments. And two different videos came up. And the second one that came up was one of Speedy's videos with the crew playing together. Mm. And I remember watching it and thinking, this is pretty funny. Because back then I didn't use YouTube for like really watching gaming videos or anything like that. And it slowly kind of kicked in. So I started just watching off with the GTA videos. Then I think I moved on to Minecraft and then the Call of Duty videos. And in, in 2014, I joined the uh, Minecraft crew server. Um, and that was an experience. Like, I remember the first time joining, no one said hi to me. But whenever someone else joined, everyone was like, oh, hi, hi, hi. And I was like, I want that. I want people to be able to be like, oh, hey, Elise, hey and over time i like it it sounds weird but like i don't know and over time i just kind of started joining started gaining connections with people in like the crew and eventually i got to a point where people just kind of knew who i was and when the crew started streaming i was like there like i have a founder's badge in speedy stream because was one of the first 25 subscribers to his channel. Yeah. And I just, I, you know, I was back in the day, uh, I wasn't doing a lot education wise. So I spent that whole summer of 2014 just like up in the evening, watching everybody's streams, watching everybody's videos. I've had the chance to play with some of the crew. Um, I one evening had a rap battle with D4. It was like 6 a.m. for me. Pretty hilarious um Did you i won win? obviously yeah. oh god easy, I won. easy win easy <laughs> like, wins you know not i think everyone could beat d4 if they really wanted to yeah Ooh, shots fired yeah <laughs> take it take he it. won't hear this yeah. <laughs> you'll see my name and you'll be like i don't care about that one take, <laughs> take it from a guy who tries to rap battle him every day yes yeah. Yes. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I joined the crew Minecraft server. The very first yeah. person I ever saw, like, I didn't see, uh, like, no one from the crew was on there, but Beasley was on. And I was like, oh, I recognize that name because they talk yeah. about her. And, like, that was yeah. it. I was like, there's Beasley. It's the real one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been friends with B since uh, 2014, actually. Really? We, yeah. we met on the surf, server. She is an absolutely wonderful, lovely person. Highly just recommend her as a person. I don't know. Um, yeah, there was a, a big group of us on Skype that used to just play in the evening because obviously 
there was a lot of us and we used to do a lot of building for the crew there's a few like old things that kind of happen behind the scenes there's a really old video called the fourth of crew lie it was like this gigantic build where each of the crew members were there and they had their own little themed areas um and i helped work on that and it was just so fun like i wasn't great at it but i was there happy just to fill in the bits that needed to be done and um everyone was so nice like sometimes i think about those days i'm like oh man it was so good like it's just a lot like i do miss it but um yeah and obviously bz was like the the head honcho right you know he had his own server for a while and um i know the crew made quite a few videos on it and it was just fun like that era i suppose of minecraft and everything like that is is very sentimental to me like Every time I play Minecraft, I'm still someone's like, oh, you know, I would like to join a multiplayer server, but it just doesn't feel the same as like the crew server. Absolutely. I don't know, something, something about it just, it just felt different. Magical. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I just, I met so many people on there, and like, there's so many people that I still know to this day through that, and. It's maybe I don't even have like interests with them anymore, but that one thing connected us and it's just still there. Absolutely. And for those that don't like follow Elise on Twitter, I just I, I I saw this a few days ago. Actually, no, a day ago, actually. I I have to ask you, can you tell the story about the squid? I that was just a very out there tweet. <laughs> Um, it's in reference to um, the new Netflix show, Squid Game. So I finished watching the show recently, and it is very—it's like an emotional roller coaster. Um, like I started it two days ago, watched six episodes, then finished it the next day before I went to university. And I remember like just sitting there crying, and I was like, "God, I got to go to uni now." I was just. I remember walking there just being so emotionless because I was like, this show has ruined me, but in a good way. Like, I haven't sat down and watched a new show in ages. I usually, especially when I'm making, like, art for uni, I'll just put on something I've watched a million times, like right. Hell's Kitchen. I've, I've watched every season of that show and I've watched oh, them yes. all times. I just, I love Gordon Ramsay so much. He's, like, my <laughs> father figure in my life. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, that's awesome best. yeah i i absolutely love him and like all of his shows and stuff dude i love his tiktoks his tiktoks like yeah showing people how much of a donut they are is yeah. amazing there's just so many good memes that have come from him as well oh he's amazing yeah i just if i could meet one celebrity in my life i think it would have to be gordon ramsay <laughs> Okay, I feel that. That's a good. That's actually a good answer. I like that. I thought that wasn't a question that was answered, but it's a good answer anyway. <laughs> no, no, that's. A, I mean, that's a good answer to who like you would want to meet one yeah. person. Well, who would you want to meet, Ryan? Uh, put me on the spot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I turned this interview around. <laughs> the turns, the, how the turntables. Yeah. Uh, man. 
Um, if I had to meet one person, it'd honestly probably be some nerdy uh, answer because I am at my heart a nerd. Uh, or I could go the route of saying Zendaya. I, oh, she's stunning. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. my god. <laughs> <laughs> good answer, good answer. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go Zendaya. Shoot my um, shot. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with nerdy answers, you know? Like, oh, absolutely. What, what some people consider nerdy isn't nerdy for everyone. Oh, yeah, nerdy culture is taking over in this day and age, and I'm here yeah. for it. It's, it's great. Yes. Down with the, the normies as they... <laughs> uh what is your favorite part of doing art or like what inspires you to make art is it like the creating process does it to make things you're proud of and look at and think like hey i made this or is it like the feedback from friends and peers like what is it that makes like art so enjoyable to do God, that's a really good question. I think <laughs> a lot of what you asked is part of it, but it's so nice just having something blank and being able to put your mark on it, you know? Right. Like, if I disappeared tomorrow, you'd still be able to find my art and you would still be able to look at it and think of me. Um, right. That's, that's a nice answer, but I also do, like, the, the approval of people when people are like this is really nice I'm like yeah let's go um, I made this yeah um I've I've always been a creative person in my life I've you know always loved art but I took a a break from it education wise because when I was in secondary school we had the choice of doing four extra GCSEs and I had the choice I could either do music or art. And I remember having a lot of friends who were really good at art and I just kind of thought, I'm not on that level. I'm just going to do music, which I turned out to hate. Anyway, not the music, the teacher. She was awful. Oh, but oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, um, I got back into art and I just started doing it because I enjoy it. And although I said, oh, yeah, I know I like the positive reactions and stuff. I just I like making it. I like spending my time, you know, the developing something and working on it and I think it's interesting to see it from like a viewer's point as well like when I first started making art I always wondered you know oh, how how do they do this how do they do that because you only see the final image for a lot of people right like an art piece but actually making it yourself is so different and because you know how it works your head is like step by step by step and right. it's interesting putting it out there and seeing people's reaction to not the process, but like the ending. Right. Because there's so many things in life that you don't necessarily see how they're made. Like the food you eat every day, it just ends up on there and you appreciate that. You aren't necessarily thinking, who made this? Who worked on it? How long did this take? You're kind of just admiring it in the moment, I guess. True true that's but, very understandable yeah with but, um i was gonna say with that what is your all-time it's a two-parter your all-time favorite piece of artwork you've ever done and your most hated piece of artwork you've ever done 
God. If, if you can make... say the hated, if you can say the hated, you you might not want to talk about that. One. I have to like. I don't. I don't necessarily ever like hate any of my pieces. I rather, I rather look at it and think, look how much I've moved forward and improved. Like when I first started art, I didn't have a tablet. I was using my trackpad, and uh, I don't. I'm not proud to admit it, but sometimes I did trace over like anime bodies because I didn't know how to draw them. But the lines are like so shaky in them, and you would just think like. Was I really cold when I was doing it? Is that my <laughs> hands were shaking so much? But um, there's pieces that I look back on and I think, you know, that's wrong. Like the anatomy there is wrong. The lighting's weird. But I can't... I think hate is such a strong word. I try not to use it for a lot of things. Just because I always know that at that time... I didn't know the stuff that I know now, if that makes sense. Like, I've come far and improved... So if I tried to redraw it, yeah. If right. I try to redraw some of the stuff that I used to make, it'll be better. Which is what I usually do. I try and redraw a piece every year or two. I actually need to do one of those right at the moment. Um, moving to my favorite piece of art. Uh, I don't know. I like the ones where I actually put effort into the background. Those are always really nice. Um. Trying to see if I can like actually think of any off the top of my head. I think the piece I did of my OCL uh, original character, where she's in like a sort of beach farm and she's holding some flowers, that one took me quite a bit of time, but I also managed to do it quicker than a lot of stuff I would usually do, if that makes sense. And I remember just finishing it and being really happy with it. I was like, I still like this and like to this day i can look at it and be like i still like this there may be an error here or there and there's maybe things i would tweak but you know i'm still happy with it because i think i just put a lot of effort into it and it it paid off you know i'm here for it what would you say is probably um if you've ever experimented, you've probably experimented since yeah. you've done so many drawings. What would you say is probably the most difficult detail in your drawings? Like, something that you uh, really, you save until last because you just, you're not looking forward to having to get that part done. If it's a detailed drawing like of an outfit, if it's a dress with something like lace or detailed on it, I usually leave that because it just takes so long to draw out all the little intricate shapes. Right. And then I have to individually fill them in with color because if I use like a block tool to add in the color, often it doesn't work as well as I want it to and it leaves gaps. Yeah. Like I remember spending an hour or two just drawing out the lace detail and then coloring it in on a piece and it was barely visible in the end but i was just like you know maybe someone will zoom in and notice it but i don't know <laughs> i don't think they did but it's okay uh, I, I usually try and take my uh work in like steps so obviously i do like a rough sketch a rough ish sketch a more cleaned up sketch, then I'll do the line art, block right. colors, shading, 
and then like final touches and stuff. Um, Absolutely. And I don't mind sketching. Sketching is fun, you know, because I'm not too worried about where my lines are going because I can mm-hmm. figure it out. It's like it's for future me. And then future me comes along to do the line art and she's like, why did you do this? <laughs> you just made it so difficult for yourself. You have to sit there lining for ages and ages and just control Z, which is the undo button, is uh, my life when I'm drawing. Just so many times I've hit like undo, draw on the line again or undo it, just draw it again. And it just takes so long. But Damn it, future me. Yeah, I was like, why did you do this to yourself? And I just do it every time. Like, she'll figure it out. And then I come back and I'm like, I've not figured it out at all. <laughs> like, why Why did we do this? <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah. I think Is you... shading. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. No, I was just, just going to say, I think shading is my uh, my favorite part of the piece because it just brings everything to life. Like Your shading like... is stellar in all of this um, stuff. Thank you. I've uh, changed it quite a bit since I first started. I used to do like block shading, or mm-hmm. I suppose cell shading, as a lot of uh, people would say. But now I've kind of smoothed it out a bit. There's still room for improvement, but I do like it <laughs> at the moment. Absolutely. Thank yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Is your family supportive of your art? Or have you ever like surprised your family with any of your artwork? Like, if so, like, was there, like, a certain thing that, like, blew them away that they've seen? Um, I think they're pretty supportive, like, because I took three years away from education. I dropped out of college the first time after a few months. I think they were happy for me to just have something that I enjoyed. And my mum was very supportive when I said, hey, I want to go back into education. I want to study art. She was like, yeah, go for it. For it. and my brother was the same and for a long time my family um didn't see my art certainly not in person anyway because they live in uh dublin so i don't have much contact with them um they're like my obviously my closer family but compared to like my mom and my brother they're not that close um but yeah everyone's always been supportive of my work and stuff especially my nana it was actually quite a funny moment. She hadn't seen my art before. And she was always saying, oh, you could be like a, an art teacher. You could help people learn to make art. And I was like, okay, I'll show you some of my art. And I showed her on my phone and she just kind of looked at me and said, maybe not. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's just because of like the stuff I draw. I think she was expecting me to show her like my my painted artwork but right. i usually show people my uh my digital artwork um, absolutely yeah i i don't usually cross them over like my digital art is very personal and me and then my paintings and my embroidery and other stuff is like uni stuff i don't know why i do that it's just nice to have them separate i suppose right i feel that who is yeah. your uh who or what uh, was your biggest inspiration in art? Like, what what made you get into the style that you do currently? Uh, this is going to sound bad. It was probably anime. Like, <laughs> when I first started drawing, um, I was on Tumblr. I don't know if you guys know the website. Right. Uh, 
and I had a lot of friends who were like into anime and some of them drew stuff and I remember being like I could draw stuff and a lot of my old old art is uh, just fan art of like fairy tale of all the characters in that and then you can see a lot of the time like the eyes have the kind of traditional anime style shape to them and the shading was very similar as well um and then over time i kind of started shifting it to be a bit more realistic i suppose so i would say it's kind of a fusion of like anime cartoonish meets realistic because it's you know it's kind of got the similar face shape of a human but there's features that maybe aren't 100 percent natural if that makes sense right yeah yeah what uh, like was it a specific anime or was yeah it just, it's oh, fairy, fairy tale fairy tale oh my oh. friend actually has a fairy tale tattoo so that's really that, really cool is that uh maya no i think it's of like the the logo or something yeah um jillian a fairy tale logo tattoo where uh, juvia has it's like a really that's awesome i thought i thought yeah. when you said fairy tale i thought you meant like it was a fairy tale anime you were thinking about. <laughs> like it wasn't a real anime; it was a fairy tale one you made up in your head and you drew inspiration from. I was like, "Oh, that's that's cool." She made her own anime and just drew it. Little did no, I know. No. <laughs> Little did you know, it's a, a very old anime, but it was one of my first ones that. The first anime I think I ever watched was Sword Art Online. And I remember at the time being like, this is so good. This anime is the best. And then like after watching other anime, I'm like, what is this? Why did I <laughs> watch this? <laughs> what the hell? Not that it's like awful, but there's just so much better stuff out there. Right. Right. That's awesome. Um, Something that I really, really like to ask... um. <laughs> people that do like work like you do or just in general work for others is uh, i i a guilty pleasure of mine is i like to go on reddit and i like to uh read or listen to uh, uh begging like i think it's called begging choosers uh, uh stories like people that ask too much of the person and uh, like say, oh, now that you have it done, I I don't want to pay the price that you um, have. Or can you lower it a little bit for me? Like, have you ever had like any horror story customers or anything of that regard? Of course, you don't have to like share their names or keep it as private as you would like. But do you have any stories similar to that? Honestly, no. Um, I mean, I've I've not really had that many commissions in the first place so I can't really say like oh they were horrible and I think most commissions if not all have been from friends or like people that I I've known for at least a while I've frankly right. like someone random be like draw this for free for me like no um no I think everyone's been pretty pretty supportive of like my commissions and stuff right um, so I'm really thankful for that. I know there's a lot of horror stories of people out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Getting I love the, those stories. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you can draw this for free. You drew it for someone 
house for free and it's like that's that's my yes. mom and it's like yeah but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm this random person online that you met once like <laughs> Come on, dude! I just met you five minutes ago. Can't can you do this one thing for me? Yeah. Yeah. I love stories like those. Yeah. Yeah, I I go on Reddit sometimes, and I'm just like, you know, or like the, the "Am I the asshole?" story. Yes. Like, yes. Half the time, it's like, how do you not know you're an asshole in that situation? Like, you're clearly just looking for attention for someone to go. An asshole when you clearly are. <laughs> exactly, like it will have in the title, like am I, am I the asshole for punching my grandma in the face? Oh, it's <laughs> like I was just like, now hear me out. She <laughs> now she, hear uh, me out. she she refused to make me food, so I got I got hangry and I punched her. She thinks I'm in the wrong, but I think she's in the wrong, and it's like oh, hear me out. Like, this bitch had it coming. Oh my god. <laughs> Now, now, listen a minute, now. She knew it was going to happen. She was <laughs> expecting it. She was asking for it. Yeah. She practically put her fucking face at my fist. Like, come on, punch me. Now, she, she didn't do that. She was cowering in the corner, but it felt like she just wanted me to punch it her. It felt so. like it. Yeah. Like, no, I cowering like... in the corner was provoking me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't understand how... People can just post it stories and just expect people to side with them. Like, yeah. you want an ego boost, and it's like, buddy, you're not going to get it. No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Go go back to your other little subreddit areas. This right. Y'all just wait until Granny strikes back. <laughs> <laughs> return to return to Granny. Sounds like a, a, a sequel to something. Granny exactly, Star Wars type stuff. <laughs> this is my favorite Star Wars film, Granny <laughs> Return of the Granny. <laughs> Granny Strikes oh Back. <laughs> like a, a Fast and the Furious film. <laughs> yes. On oh, oh jeez. Um how do Vin you deal? Oh I was gonna say Vin Diesel is the Granny. That's annoying. <laughs> Some Medea type stuff. <laughs> It's family, except when it's granny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We should put an advertisement down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, how do you deal with criticism, either in art or maybe just, like, criticism in general? Like, you know, like, for some people, they use it as, like, feel to do, like, some pretty amazing things and prove people wrong. But do you feel like it brings out, like, better work for you? Or is it more like like okay like what are these people talking about like how how do you deal with criticism <laughs> i mean there's two types of criticism you have constructive criticism and then just rude like criticism so obviously constructive criticism is like hey i like this it's really good just in the future for like advice maybe improve on this like i've had people say like oh this is really nice but the hand looks a bit off and i'm like you know what you're right. I don't really know how to draw the hand, but thank you for saying that you like it anyway. I'll work on that. Right. And, right. you know, it's obviously how people approach you and how they give you that criticism. Like, I've had people say to me, like, this sucks. And it's like, what do you want me to do wow. with that? Like, if you just go, oh, this sucks, it's like, okay, well, I, I can't do anything with that. If you want me to change, you've got to point out what it is that you're Explain. not liking. Yeah, like, you've got right. to 
be open about it. You can't just say, I don't like this. Like, if someone makes you a burger, and you're just like, I don't like this, what do you expect them to do? Just be like, okay, I know exactly what you want changing. You don't want the lettuce in it. Like, it, like you right. have to say that, you it, know? It sucks because it sucks. There you go. Yeah. It sucks because it sucks. Because it sucks. Okay, I, uh, I just delete all my art then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but when I have had like criticism, I think it depends as well on who it's coming from. Mm. Like I know when my mum's given it to me before, when I first started out, I was like, I remember a piece she was like, that neck is too long. And I remember being like, no, it's not. And then looking back at it, it's like, yeah, it really was. Yeah, she right, she right. <laughs> yeah, she, she was right. Then I realized I Thank drew you. a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> um. Like, obviously, I think it's it's tough love, and it's hard hearing from people close to you as well sometimes that they don't maybe like something. Like, I made cupcakes the other day, and I gave one to my boyfriend, and he was just sat there, like, eating it. I was like, come on, give me your opinion. And he was like, there's a bit too much icing on this one. And I'd given him the one with the least amount of icing, and I thought, I hate my life. Like, <laughs> oh. I, I can't give these to anybody anymore. Like, I was just like, great, thanks. Uh, I just wasted my whole, like, an hour or so on these, I guess. But then eventually he was like, no, 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 they're good. It, co- it goes both ways, though. I, I firmly agree. Constructive criticism is harder to take from people closest to you. But then mm-hmm. when you hear it from people that don't even know you, you're like, well, who do you think you are <laughs> talking yeah. about me that way? So, like, just constructive criticism. See, like, whenever I was going through college or university or whatever y'all call it uh mm-hmm. i did film so if someone hated your short film we had to give constructive constructive criticism and there was this one time everybody in the class was getting hounded i mean absolutely hounded by this professor everybody hated the guy everybody hated the guy and for some reason he put my film last and I said, oh, God, he put the worst of the worst last. That's why I did it. I thought, well, here it goes. I'm about to hear a new one. I got a standing ovation. He was the first one to stand. He was the first one to stand. He clapped, and everybody in that whole class stood up and clapped. And it was the dumbest thing I've ever filmed in my most hated piece of work that I've ever filmed in my whole life. Literally, we, we're, we filmed the dumbest stuff. If we were basically jackass on coke. That was it. Nice. And he he had like a really like soft voice. So he talked a little bit like this because he had it sort of sounded like okay. he had a little bubble. Okay. Yes, he sounded okay. just he sounded just like Mr. Mackey, but without the okay. And he was like okay. he's like I'm not gonna lie to you, Mister. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you at all. You, it was honestly the greatest thing that I've ever seen. I was like. I was like, dude, you just spent a whole hour and a half absolutely just screwing these people over. How did you like this? I literally said that, and the class fell dead. And he was like, honestly, I think it's just because you have a really creative mind. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, no, but I think it goes both ways. And then with that being said, Elise... I wanted to ask you something a little bit more on the uh, on the personal side because we sort of got off this topic pretty quick. But a man who has constructive criticism, uh, 
Where where did you find your love? Like when did you how did you fall in such deep love with Gordon Ramsay? Oh god, I thought you were talking about my boyfriend. I was gonna be like, oh. <laughs> No, no, we were uh, uh, me, Ryan, and Bo were talking about our questions before the podcast and I was like, I'm gonna ask her about this weird obsession with Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> your other boyfriend. Your other boyfriend. Uh, yeah, yeah, the other boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> the second one. Um, <laughs> um, so, when I was younger, um, like Hell's Kitchen, you know, was being broadcast over here right. in England as well. And it would be on from 9 till 10 on, on like one of our channels. And it must have been, I think it was like early, mid-2000s that one of the seasons was on. I believe it was season six, because I remember seeing that. Uh, Dave and really liking him mm. and um, I just I like stayed up and watched it and my mum was like yeah that's okay <laughs> and that's like the earliest memory I have of him and then uh, my family are all very into cooking uh, like my brother has a astounding collection of cookbooks and we watch a lot of cooking programs and we just started watching a lot of like Gordon Ramsay and I was like, yeah, I remember this guy. This guy's pretty cool. And um, after a while, I kind of started watching stuff online. Um, like sometimes, you know, when you get recommended videos, I think I got recommended like a short clip of Gordon Ramsay somewhere. And over time, I just kind of started watching them. I was like, okay, let me start with this season of Hell's Kitchen watched that watched more and then i started watching kitchen nightmares and uh hotel hell then i just started watching his cooking shows and i just watched us watch master chef um anything that he had like is in i was like i love this i don't know what it is about him maybe it's just because he's really hot but... <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> just you loves to be yelled at <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm an deep sandwich. Do your artwork, you twat. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. His favorite word is like, isn't it twat or twit or something? Like he says that all the time. Yeah. I now, think it's twit. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's either twit or something like that. I don't know. It, it's it, only twat if he says it the English way, because stupid twat. It's like T W A T. Yeah. What? Twat. <laughs> yeah. Twat. Well, I mean, now we can just go into the the other side. I mean, we can. Do, I mean, why you like your boyfriend? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't answer that. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no, that's really cool. I actually asked that for him because, from I think, you know, whenever you told me that you really love Gordon Ramsay, I sort of yeah. put a connection together because cooking is an art of itself. I've had yeah. a lot of food. That sucks. I've had a lot yeah. of food that doesn't suck. And sometimes when now this is just this is not a stereotype, but I will say oh, this no. the bigger the chef, the better the meal. Oh, easy. <laughs> I mean that's that's just the that and that is with everything I've ran into. The fatter the chef, the better the food. I will co-sign that. <laughs> I have a I have an argument to that. Uh Remy from Ratatouille. He was a tiny wow. rat, and he made great food. <laughs> wow. That, that rat was kind of thick. 
No, no, that's going to be the tw- that's going to be the Twitter quote of the week. That rat's kind of thick. <laughs> kind of thick. With two C's. I mean, if you're a furry, Ryan, it's okay. Like you can let it out. Yeah, come on, Ryan. Since right. since you're since you can't walk, do you just crawl around the floor like a mice? Like the mice and just start squeaking? Like, like a, a mice? mice? Like, a, I don't know. Isn't it like plural? Mouse. 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 Mice. Mises. Oh, Mike. Just move on. Mice. Move on. <laughs> no, no, we're going to sit here for a couple more seconds. Something about the Mises. <laughs> Mr. Mises. <laughs> oh no! All right, all right. Segue. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no! He can't pull oh, it together. Thank you, John. Hey. Scene. Uh. So, Elise, we've already uh, we've already discussed how you're the next Pablo Picasso. Hopefully, without the opium addiction. But uh. What's your favorite thing that you've ever like made, like cooking wise? Oh, that's a good question. Hey. Um, uh, it's not necessarily impressive cooking, but a couple years ago for Valentine's Day, um, uh, I made my mom a meal. She mm. worked that day, and I messaged my brother and I said, "Look." I want to surprise her. I want to do something nice. So I went out, bought steak, did like a nice salad, steak, you know, potatoes, some wine. Um, and I made that. And then I put put some roses out. And then I cut loads of little hearts out of uh, paper. And on the bigger ones, I wrote reasons why I like I love her and appreciate oh. her and put that in the hallway. And she came home late, so the food kind of got cold. And she was like, if you'd said something, I would have come home sooner. And I was like, I wanted to surprise you. Um, but she really enjoyed it. Like, that that's a memorable meal. But, um, ba- like, I do quite a bit of baking. Like, it's, it sounds bad. This probably sounds like I'm showing off. But at secondary school, uh, I used to be called the Fairy Cake Queen. Okay. Because um, whenever we had a bake sale... I would always make the the fair like the fairy cakes or cupcakes, um, just vanilla with icing, and we would always hold it at like the break time, which was after two set lessons. And I would come in in the morning, and people would be like, "Yo, can I like save one? I'll pay you now, and like you give it to me later." So before the sale would even start, I would have just sold them all to people, so they would just come and pick it up, and they'd be gone, and um. I've only, I like baking and stuff. Baking and cooking, again, with like art, you're starting with a blank canvas. You're starting with ingredients and you're making right. it into something delicious. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I like cooking quite a bit. Now, as a student, when I, in my first year of uh, being a student, I didn't do as, as much cooking as I thought. Especially when you're on your own, you don't buy like a lot of ingredients, especially not healthy stuff, because it just, it goes out of date before. Or you can use it but um 
now living with my boyfriend we make quite a bit of food we have a lot of it so it's pretty good in that sense nice feel that um if you could change like any three things in the world right now or you could have any three things right now like at like the snap of a finger what would you want oh man see there's so many routes you could go with that you could be like Mm -hmm. oh i want to i want to stop poverty and and save world and save the world and stuff but then it's also like i want stuff you know (laughs) yeah you know be a, I want to be Gordon Ramsay. Oh man, if I, if I could, I would have him cook me like a seven course meal or something, and for him to sit with me and eat it, and then to end it just with like an insult. I think that would, that would be a good one to have. Uh, that does sound like a good good time. <laughs> yeah, like imagine having this amazing chef just cook a meal for you. Like the food on his shows always looks so good. Like the the beef Wellington. Oh yeah. I always wanted to try that just because it looks so good. But like it looks like it would melt in your mouth, and I would. Oh my god, you're making me hungry. And it's like nearly midnight, so I can't <laughs> eat anything. Um, I suppose that'd be one. I would just like to have a decent amount of money. You know, I'm not asking to be like a billionaire, but. I think, I know they say, oh, money can't buy happiness, but it can buy things, you know, to make your life better. And I would rather be crying in a mansion than crying in a small little accommodation room that I'm in right now. Like, (laughs) you know, I could wipe my tears with tissue or I could wipe my tears with, you know, like... $100 bills. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that would be a bit better. Um... And, you know, there's a lot of stuff in my life that I've always wanted that I've I've never had. Like, for as long as I've been into gaming, I've never had, like, a proper gaming computer. Mm-hmm. I've always gamed on my laptop. Yeah. And it doesn't run a lot of the games that I've wanted to play in my life, which really sucks. But um, hopefully one day I'll have, like, an actual setup and I'll be able to play with people. It's, uh, <laughs> right. It's a big dream of mine. <laughs> um... Third thing, I guess, just like happiness for people, especially in my life, you know. Oh, stop! <laughs> I mean, answer, you guys. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, you know, like just nice things to happen. Like, I'm not saying I want my friends to be billionaires or to never be sad. Just like have nicer lives, you know. No matter mm. how that comes by, just whether that's through money, whether that's through like money or <laughs> through like money, I don't know. Um, just you know, I always want nice things for people in my life because they deserve it. Uh, putting it with me, retweet, yeah. Well, <laughs> well retweet, we retweet that last part, retweet. Anything else? Anything else what about money? Or... <laughs> money. You know. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about COVID? You want COVID to go away? Oh, that's a big thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of big. Yeah, it's kind of big, I guess. I mean, I did say at the beginning, you know, you could go down that route of like world ending, like 
cure this and save these people. Um, yeah, COVID's a it's a pretty horrible situation. You know, I've been quite thankful to not have anyone in my life really like have COVID or be super affected by it. Obviously, it's been hard with my family and stuff because uh, most of my family live in Dublin, so it's been hard to see them. And my nana as well; she's ninety, ninety one. So her immune system is like gone. So she's like pretty much not been able to have visitors for such a long time. And it, it really sucks. And I think it was the same for me last year as well, living in student accommodation, just not having anybody. Like I spent, there was three months where no, no one else lived on my floor in my accommodation. So, you know, I would just wake up and I was in my room. I couldn't go to university. I didn't have a job. I couldn't just travel and visit my friends or family. Mm. You know, the only other room I had was the kitchen that I could go to because my bathroom was in my room. And it just, it felt very isolated. And it was really hard to be creative and motivated for university. And it did affect me quite a bit. But, you know, things are slowly getting better the situation like here it's slowly getting better you know a lot of people are getting their vaccines i've had both of mine which i'm very grateful for um yeah i mean if you can get a vaccine please do it's not just for yourself it's for people who have you know bad immune systems who maybe even can't get the vaccine because you know if it if people don't get it it can just carry on and get variants and spread bread and just yeah. have this whole horrible time again which i don't think anybody wants level two yeah so we're gonna have to break we're gonna have to break a little wall here because i know you said we don't have to but oh yes we have to you uh, you you happen to tell me because you know we're all us three right here and our listeners our avid music right. listeners Oh yeah. You, you listen. <laughs> oh, okay. You listen to the pop of K. Yeah, I, I listen to uh, quite a bit of K-pop. How? So how did K-pop come about being your number one music genre of choice? Um, I think in two thousand like fifteen, sixteen, I heard like a few songs, and I kind of enjoyed them. But I think at the time I wasn't in the headspace for it. I was still kind of very into like my EDM uh stuff but then in 2017 i had a friend who kept like sharing k-pop posts and i just eventually was like you know what? i'll give it another try and um i just slowly started like getting into it not just the music but the whole thing of it you know the interactions with the the idols themselves how much content there is for them like they often come back with music every few months. They're constantly doing like live shows, concerts. You know, when you get the physical album, it's not just here's a CD and lyrics. It's like here's different merchandise, here's different things. They have like weekly music shows that people will perform on like every week. And it's it's just, it's not just the music. I think it's just the whole things surrounding it it's very different from like pop or classical or rock it's just its own thing i feel that yeah 
I mean, what? I mean, that's that's pretty neat from <laughs> someone who doesn't listen to the K-pops. <laughs> um, it's fun. Um, no, I know no, 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 I get you. Um, what 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 would you say is your other absolute favorite genre besides that? Uh, I mean, I still have a good connection with like EDM, sort of future bass, uh, lo-fi, kind of just chilled out, not like trap or house heavy, but um, we finally got a connection. (laughs) (laughs) I said we finally have a connection because I couldn't keep talking about K-pop because there's nothing there. (laughs) (laughs) You're you brought it up, man. I said we don't have to talk about hey, it. Hey, listen here, bro. <laughs> listen here, bro. Listen, bro. You want, you know what? You want to have a rap battle? I'm like, I'm better Whoa, than D4 Take too. it easy, man. on then. Go, go on, go on. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, your name is Elise, and you didn't pay the lease on this rap battle because you got stomped. Uh, boom, beat you. Get wrecked. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not a lease, it's a lease, by the way. It's like Ooh. a Oh, oh. That, there's her rap battle right there. She won. She fried the bacon. We've talked about like your introduction to K pop, but and I know that you said that you played the GTAs of five. But mm-hmm. what was your introduction to video games, would you say? Uh, so, my brother, he's uh, quite a bit older than me. He had a PS2. And when he went off to university, when he was 18, I was five. And he kind of just was like, here, have it. And I didn't really know what I was doing with it. But um, I think... Some of my earliest games. Now, this is for all my hardcore gamers out there. Like, if you don't know this game and you haven't played it, you aren't a true gamer. Uh, High School Musical Two, the karaoke party game. That that one went really hard. Uh, (laughs) Big part of my life. Um, Played a lot on the Wii. Actually, when we we got a Wii console, like the year it came out, so. Uh, when we'd often play Mario Kart, and at the I beginning, at the beginning when we played, he used to let me win, and then over time, I just started getting better, and now he can't beat me even when he tries. Oh, like, ooh, that good man! I am trying in real life. Coming. I mean, he's he's never gonna hear this, so. Ooh. I mean, Kian, if you're listening, you suck. Yeah, get good kid. <laughs> Yeah, get good. Yeah. Got him. Absolutely fucking roasted. Right. Right. Oh. Would you change anything about where you're at, or do you feel you're on a good path right now? Um. In in life generally, I mean, it's hard because people are always like, "What do you want to do with your life?" And it's like, I don't know. Like. It, it it sounds like funny it's like oh relatable but there's kind of like a not darker part to that but like a harsher meaning behind those words i don't know if it's weird to share on here or you guys 
cool with it? I don't know. Right. Can I? Do you want me to? Or I whatever if you if you're willing yeah. to share. Please, yeah, possible, yeah. Uh, please Absolutely. do. I think people know that I have uh, quite bad depression. Um, okay. And I kind of got diagnosed when I was 16, but it was kind of hanging around in my life before that. Um, and for years, I was like, I don't want to live past 21. Like, there's no point. And I had that mentality, like, what, even when I was 21. Um, and it was, it's it's been rough. Like, I'm 23 now, but... It, there was just so much of my life where I was just like, I don't want to live. So when people ask me, what are you going to do? I, I just said, I don't know, because I genuinely didn't know. And now it's kind of funny. Like, I, I look at it as kind of like funny. It's like, well, now what are you going to do? It's like early when I was saying, oh, future me will figure it out. And now I am future me. And it's like, oh, shit, what do I do? <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm happy where I'm at now. Like, obviously... There's still issues in my life. I think everybody has issues in their life. Um, but you right. know, I you know, I have a good friendship group, I have good connections with my family. I'm living in an accommodation, like a housing place that I actually like. I'm doing at uni. I have a wonderful boyfriend, and you know, life's life's good at the moment. Like I mean, if I could change something, uh, I'll bring up money again. <laughs> no. Money. Um, okay. The world rolls around money. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I I think I'm happy where I am right now, which is good to say Hell out loud. Yeah. Hell Should yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we we had to take finance classes um, back in college, and in our finance classes, they didn't teach us how to like do taxes or anything like that. Uh-huh. Like they didn't teach us any of that. They didn't teach us the fundamentals that we needed to know. Nope. But basically, they said exactly everything you said. Every class was all right. Class today, we're going to talk about money. All right, class, yeah. we're going to talk about money too. Money three, money four, money, 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 money. And all it was was basically they, uh, so I don't know, is you being over there, have you ever heard of Dave, Dave Ramsey? Uh, no. Okay. So over here, Dave Ramsey is like one of the big financial studs in America. Like he's the one who does right. like advice and stuff like that. And they made us sit down and watch this whole class every day. Like, he he did, like, a whole class deal. I followed his steps for, like, a week. Like, a whole week at work. Yeah. I made the most money I ever did in my life. (laughs) I kid you not. And I gave up after a week because I was like, but I want to spend money. (laughs) But money... You put the theory to the test. And it works. Works. it works. And then you let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Because basically, okay, so so like this. No extra spending whatsoever. So you, no fat, like no going out and buying food. Like none. So whenever I went to work, we didn't have lunch there. We had to go out and buy it at a restaurant or bring it in. 
Well, I never cooked my lunch except that week. And at that time at my job, I got paid weekly. So I could e- I could easily see what my money was going in and out. That week, I wrote down, I wrote down everything. I wrote down the or uh, the week before I did it, I wrote down everything. Saw how much money I did. I basically cleared $20 out of my paycheck of positive after spending, after writing down everything that I spent. I listened to his class, you know, was sitting there in college. I was like, I'm going to give this all a try next week. Wrote down everything, wrote down what I didn't spend. I starved myself. I practically went on a fast every day because I didn't go to lunch. On my lunch break, I'd go out. Oh, I'd definitely leave work. Screw that. No, you ain't making me stay there. But I didn't buy food or nothing, and I didn't wake up early enough to pack it because I was like, I wanted to sleep. I cleared, I think after my gas, I cleared everything except $100 because my truck at the time, whenever I had that job, it took about $100 to fill it up. And I came home with like $600. And I was like, my God, how much am I spending? And then that next week, I just went back to spending and started living paycheck to paycheck again. But... Money, it's just ever since you said it, I've just been thinking about this. I've I've been thinking about what this guy told me one time. When people say money cannot buy you happiness, that is true. Okay. Whenever, okay, that's true. It can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you things that make you happy to bring you happiness. Yeah. Ever since I've been told that, that's why I've been shooting for the money, you know. I'm just like, hey, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna make the most money that I can, just so I can buy the things to make me happy. But the way I envision it is, I'm sorry. I, I, this whole time I was being quiet, just listening to you speak, and you, you really got me inspirational. Let me give a speech here. What's going? Um, cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, you talked about depression. You talked about depression. Yeah. And you talk about money because I don't know. Yeah. You could be a gold digger. I don't know. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, one thing that I've always told myself is if I made enough money, I'd make enough money to where I live in a house that is just big enough for me, my wife, my kids. That's it. I'd have a farm big enough to where I want my farm. The rest of the money I want to start in my lifetime, I want to start an organization that helps out with something. And depression has always been that one thing that I've wanted to help out with. Because there's so... My personal opinion is if everybody in the whole whole entire world that had access to social media hopped off social media for two weeks, just two weeks, simply two weeks, not a single social media site up... The whole world would be a better place after that two weeks because you're not drowning yourself with all the negativity that you see online. Sure, there's positivity, but there's a lot of negativity. Um, you know, that goes into the even the study with women since Elise is a woman. Um, you know, the demographic yeah. is – yes. Uh, the demographic <laughs> is is like uh, – because I studied stuff like this in this weird class. I don't know what in the world I took it. It was one it, it was one of those stupid classes that don't go towards your major or minor. It's just something stupid you have to take just to take it. Uh it was like humanity or something. I don't know what it was called. Uh anyways, when a woman sees another woman on social media, she instantly like say that woman is toned, six-pack or whatever. 
got a big old rear end, got a big old hump in the front. Um, what? Oh, tell me. Well, no, 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 no. It's being no, 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 no. That's it's being true. Isn't that when, a Selena Gomez song? <laughs> if, if, if you want to come nah, and get nah, it, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> um, women tend to feel self, uh, what is that? Self-conscious about themselves because that's the demographic now. That's what everybody pushes. And that's what women are spending their money on now. And Dave Ramsey goes into that. They're buying boobs. They're buying rear ends. They're buying facelifts. Buying lip Oops. injections. But no, shut up! I'm trying to be serious. Don't you? The way that you said boobs. Do you? Do you Man have serious about his boobs? Do you have somewhere else to wheel to? My God, kid. <laughs> no, I'm I mean... kidding. No, shut up. Love you. Okay. <laughs> um, just like with us men, I'm sitting here in my chair, got a bag of chips. Got a got a coffee, got a Mountain Dew. I could go on the internet right now, type in my favorite cologne, Dagamo Johnny Depp with a six pack standing there, and I'm like, God, look at me, fat. They're Jack Sparrow. I need to spend money on the gym because I'm fat. <laughs> it's. Can, I... can you know? Yes. No. You, when when you're finished, I'll I'll say something. No, say something. Say well, I was, just, I was just gonna counter your idea because you know, saying like if people got off social media for two weeks, they'd be better, but then they'll get back on it. Like the way you spent that week not spending that money, it's a hard, sobering change that you have to make. It's the same with diets. Crash diets where you remove something from your life often work because you've removed something, but the second you put that thing back in your life you're just going to put the weight back on. It's about mm. making small, healthy, permanent changes rather than making big, temporary changes because they're just going to affect you for however long you do it and then you'll go away from them. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. You live. Yeah. Yeah. Moderation. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Like, yeah. If you want to, you know, get off social media, don't just completely quit it. Just limit how much time maybe you spend on it a day yeah yeah thing to do yeah what is um i I do want to ask this before we wrap it up because since since you are an artist and you did (laughs) do music for a while um Mm -hmm. also let me ask this real quick too what instrument did you play um so i mainly did singing uh uh, I did a little bit of drums, keyboard, and I often like would make my own songs on like Garage Band and stuff. Yeah. What What was yeah. your What was your favorite thing to do? Sing, I would assume. Yeah, sing. Yeah. All right, give it. Give us a tune. Start singing. I have a cold. Who is this? You have a cold? <laughs> no, we won't yeah. make you sing. We won't make you sing. I mean, uh, I don't know how well it would carry through the mic anyway. Do you, Do you have something on YouTube? Oh god, I used to. (laughs) Nah, I used to post like singing in secondary school, and all the bullies that found it, and they'd be like, "You are so good," and then it's like they were just laughing at me anyway. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I've had to deal with a couple bullies in my life. Not bullying me, bullying other people. Mm. Mm. Which, Uh, yeah. Bo, yeah. 
Bo or Ryan at least knows the story. I'll I'll tell a quick story. Just so a lot of people, it's pretty funny, and I'm not I'm not setting the way for myself here to pave a path to like I'm taking over this podcast. It's my podcast anyway. Sit down, shut up. Yeah. Did you not <laughs> did you not read the title? Jeez. <laughs> um. No, I I do want to tell this story because. Mm. With the depression thing, I have, I, I, I do get depressed quite often because I feel like I'm not making a difference in the world enough. And something as small as what I did makes a small difference in the world. So I was at a concert. Uh, the exact concert was Papa Roach and Asking Alexandria. Hey. Um, if you guys, oh my God, a Discord no, no, notification went off. That's probably that stupid deluxe for. It was that, mm-hmm. it was that guy. It was that guy. Anyways. <laughs> um <laughs> so anyways, we were at this show. I was in uh I was in the general animation section and a daggum man was standing up against the gate. Then there was a guy in a wheelchair and the guy pushing the guy in the wheelchair right beside me, and I was standing to the right of him. Well, this guy that was leaning up against the gate, we were like, Hey man, can you can you move out of the way? We're we're trying to let this guy see. The guy in the wheelchair had no legs, had him cut off. He was an amputee from the war. He was a soldier. And the guy was like, "No, I'm not moving." And <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so finally, uh, the guy asked that was pushing him again. He was like, "Hey, look, man, like, can you please do it?" And what's really what really fascinating about this. The veteran never said a word. He never even asked anything. He just sat there and watched in pure awe about how he was getting disrespected. So the guy said, no, I'm not moving. Should have got here sooner. So then I tap on the guy. I go, this dude went overseas to fight for you to come to this show even, and you can't show him enough respect to take one step over to put him up against the gate so he can see. It's not like he can stand up and see, man. And he cussed me like a dog. So he turned around and we were like, look, dude, you need to go now. The dude stopped saying stuff. Finally, the guy who was pushing him tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey. And about that time, the guy turned around and swung and he missed the guy and he hit me in the arm. Next thing I know... I lost my mind. I grab the dude, pull him to me, and I just start swinging and hitting his face as hard as I can with my left and right, just going at it, knocking the living piss out of this guy. And I just kept going and going and going and going and going. And next thing I know, the song ends. All lights go out. I have no clue where I'm at. I just know I'm swinging and I'm hitting this dude's face. I see a flashlight. Flashlight comes up above us. It's security on the other side of the gate, and they were going to hop the gate to get to us and kick us out. I drop to my knees, and I start f- crawling through the crowd, and I pop back up. By, and I start crawling back from the way that I came. I knew at least I was coming from the right side of the stage, so I start crawling back to the right side of the stage. I pop back up. That dude gets carried out. Next thing I know, I look up. I was five rows over from where I originally were. 
I, I absolutely went after that guy. I knocked him five rows over. Thank God on that last punch, I knocked him to where he fell into the crowd. He finally fell off his feet. This dude was big. Like, I was I was honestly pretty afraid. I'm not even going to lie because I thought this dude's going to kill me if he gets a hold of me. I sure enough thought that, dude. And uh, we went back over there, and the veteran just shook my hand. He didn't say a word. And I asked the security guy, I said, hey, man, uh, it wasn't the security guy that flashed the light. And I was like, hey, man, can we do something for this veteran? And the guy actually turned to me and he said, I didn't tell them to go after you because I respect that. And I was like, I don't need respect for doing something good for a human being. I don't want to be rewarded for being a good man. I don't want to be rewarded for being a good human being because if you start getting rewarded for that, people are going to start expecting the award. And then when they don't get an award from it, they'll start being a bad human. You should just get satisfaction being nice to people, you know. But right. so we, uh, he agreed to do what uh, I asked him. I said, hey, can we make this guy's night, pick him up, put him over the barricade, and him sit underneath the stage? Like, not completely underneath, but, you know, where he can look up. And yeah. we did. He agreed. And we picked him up, and he watched the Papa Roach show right there over the gate, over the gate in front to where there was nothing blocking him and uh, it was really neat because like the lead singer and guitarist and stuff would come over to the edge of the stage and point at him and you know like smile with him and he was just happiest man alive with that being said don't be don't be a bad human being because don't be a piece of shit pretty much yeah pretty much pretty uh, healthy. i try I'm yeah sure. well the only reason why i'm saying that is because that veteran I know if that didn't happen, he probably would have went home that night so depressed. And veterans have some of the highest suicide rates in the world. Mm -hmm. He would have went home so depressed because he would have saw the disrespect that guy was given. And he would have never got what he wanted. I don't, I don't recommend getting into physical altercations. I actually don't want people to get into Fucking physical altercations. I'll co-sign it. Well, 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 what I'm saying is like, if you need to, yes. At that time, I just lost my mind. I had to, man. Like, I got sick and tired of this. You got assaulted, but, uh, you know? Well, I, I guess technically I got assaulted. I wouldn't have cared if it was something stupid, like those two dudes started fighting just because they started fighting. But it was because right. of the disrespect. So, right. at the end of the day, I don't use this platform to make many speeches because it's just a fun hangout deal. But if you're one of those people that disrespect other people for a disability for anything whatsoever. Yeah, I make jokes with Ryan, but Ryan knows it's jokes. We've made that virtual Absolutely. agreement. It's nothing more than that. Yeah, we've made that virtual agreement, but there's a difference between jokes and it being serious and then going too far. Mm -hmm. If you're one of those human beings, don't ever listen to this podcast again. Elise, thank you for coming on to the <laughs> podcast. We thank loved you. having you. If you have anything you want to plug or say, now's the time to do it. Uh... Listen to more podcasts by these guys. Pretty cool. Holy shit. <laughs> unless, wow. you're, unless you're the guy I just described. Oh, fuck <laughs> that guy. Be, be kind and positive. It's free to be nice to people. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh it my literally gosh, costs is... nothing to be a good human on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially on the internet, dude. Like, my God, you're on the internet. You're not going to meet these people in real life, odds are. So just stop being mean. Yeah. Right. Uh, we also, I don't know uh, if he can, I don't know if he listens to this because we haven't talked to him in a long time. Elise knows who he is. We all know who he is. We miss him. 
he got bullied, and that's why he left the community. But if you hear us, Crypto, we still love you, buddy. We love you today. Mm -hmm. We miss you. We love you. And uh, thank God we know you're doing okay because uh, we do have you on Facebook. So we love you, Crypto. And uh, yeah, Elise, we loved having you on. Hope you come back. We Hope you come back during our uh, other sessions whenever we might have multiple guests on. And uh, you can you might come on with someone else. Not that that's what we need. We need a live, we need a live rap battle between Deluxe and Elise. Oh my gosh, Um, we do. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's trending. Let's get it trending. (laughs) All right. Well, y'all, thank you for listening to the Sizzle Hangs podcast. I'm Sizzle. That's Ryan. That's Bo. That is the wonderful, wonderful Elise. Elise is also we we didn't say this live. We got to say this live. I'm sorry. This is a long ending, but we got to say this live. Elise is the one who did our artwork that you see on Twitter now, and what is going to be released on our merch. Thank you so much for doing that. That is the oh. that artwork is beautiful. We Gorgeous. all love it. Amazing. It is especially the one of me. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's time to end it now. Yeah. <laughs> love y'all. Uh-oh. See you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>